Good morning. Everyone doing all right? It's good to see all you wonderful faces and beautiful people of the Lord. How many are just glad to be alive? Give honor to your leadership and everyone in their respective places. We thank God for Brother Steve. This, thank God for you, man. I've come here quite a bit. I'm gonna talk about you now. Um, I've come here before many times, and he has certainly changed a lot. First time I came, he didn't have any shoes on while I was leading praise and worship, I said, yeah, he doesn't have any shoes on. <laughs> he took the, this is holy ground, literal, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but uh, then I told him earlier, I said, man, you have great hair. Because, I mean, how long does it take you to do it? Too long. Too long. Come on. Hey. Don't feel bad. My wife gets on me, too. It takes me a little while as well. So, <laughs> and so we are thankful for you. It's good to have fun. It's good to have fun. And uh, my family came with me. Uh, as you see, they're for singers. That was my brother-in-law on the keyboard. And his wife was the one singing right here. And then my mother and my wife was the one on the edge there. And I have all my children. They're back there. Uh, new addition. And then there's my cousin, the one with a little bit of hair. And then the one with no hair is my father-in-law. So we thank God for them. Come on, let's celebrate the Lord. Family's wonderful. Um, now, <clears throat> told the last crowd that uh, I'm a friend of Brother Lord's. And so they were a little out of practice, but I think by the end they were back in practice. Y'all know what I'm talking about? There, there you go, you getting it? Uh-huh. I know Brother Lord's been gone since July or so, so y'all probably didn't say that man nothing. So we're going to get it together today, amen? Amen. Amen. All right. <laughs> And so uh, we're just good to be here. And uh, I tell you, church family, God loves us. Amen. God loves us. And though he loves us, there are still responsibilities and requirements of, uh, that he has for us. Uh, God told us to be he holy for I am holy. And so that is a, a requirement. And that's who he is and us being his children we have to represent him, amen? amen. And so now, uh, I got a little bit of time, so go with me to Matthew uh, chapter four. This is new generation. I said in the first service, I said open up your apps. And I forgot that there's screens nowadays and stuff. So it's, it's, it's amazing, isn't it? It's amazing. And we're going to go to Matthew chapter 4, verse 1. 
Then was Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Um, that's it right there. That's our base scripture. Did I just say devil? I've been watching the water boy, I guess. And she, <laughs> I guess I said that devil. <laughs> the devil. Um, so that's how you cover up your own mistake there. Just blame it on the water boy. All right. Uh, <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all wake up a little bit now. I like to have a little fun. Is that all right? I'm a, I'm awake now. I had some coffee. So, and when the Holy Spirit and coffee mix together, marvelous things can happen. Amen. Marvelous things can happen. So, uh, let us pray. Father, it's in the name of Jesus that we come. God of heaven, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this moment, this opportunity. God of heaven, we ask you, O Lord, to open our ears of understanding, O God. Father, move me out the way and you step in the way. Let every thought be of yours, every word be of yours. In the mighty name of Jesus, God of heaven, Lord, we ask you right now, touch hearts today, O God. Give us the victory, O God, over every obstacle that is before us. In the mighty name of Jesus, God of heaven, Lord, we ask you, Lord, to allow this word to become our reality, O God. And we bless your high name for who you are and what you are in our lives. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Our base scripture here is Matthew 4 and 1. The title that we want to deal with for a theme is How to Win in the Wilderness. How to Win in the Wilderness. Uh, the wilderness is not a fun place. It's not a place that where there's uh, a whole lot of laughter, a whole lot of jubilant fun. In the Greek there, that word wilderness would be desert. Now, I'm a, just a biblical preacher. I'm just going to go through scripture. Amen? That's what we're going to do. I'm just, I don't know any other thing. Um, and so, y'all look beautiful up there. It looks beautiful up there. Uh, and I sense in the house that we all are challenged with something today. No one in here I took a poll in the first service and I asked everyone, I said, raise your hand if everything is going the way you planned. And no one answered or raised their hand. And so I would think that in this second service, that would be the same response. No one in here has life the way they want it to. Some of us have experience some hardships like never before, and we just don't understand how are we still walking and how are we still making it. Well, I tell you how, it's Jesus the Christ. Amen. Yeah, that was quick, good, amen. Uh-huh. That's the first test to see if your amens are there, if you're listening. And so, this base scripture that we have, Matthew is the writer here. He writes to the Jews, uh, telling them about the Messiah that this is the Messiah, this is the one that's been prophesied to about from the old covenant. This is he, that one, he's here. And so, but before he became all that he became, he had to be tested as well. See, don't ever think that we're the only ones being tested. There's an old song that said, it's only a test that you're going through. It'll be over real soon. Just keep the faith. And that's the challenge there, to keep the faith. And so when he is writing here, he captures this story. And it says here that Jesus was led into the wilderness to be tempted. 
Now, look at that setup there. That, to me, is a setup. He's only there to be tempted. He's only there because he's chosen by God. Hmm. Now, you mean to tell me when I'm chosen, I'm going to go through? Absolutely. That's what happened with the children of Israel. They were chosen. But the challenge with the children of Israel was they did not understand what God was doing. Therefore, they were in the wilderness and wandering 40 years. Now, I don't want us to be in a wilderness for 40 years. That's why it's imperative that we get the revelation of what God is purposing to do in our lives. That's why we have to get into a place where we seek the Lord. And we ask God, Lord, what is it that you're trying to get me to see? What is it that you are, have before me that I need to move you to move the scales from my eyes so that I may see what you are trying to say? We have to have, like the writer said, the psalmist writer said, that we have to have an inclined ear unto what the Lord is saying. See, see, an inclined ear, that means an ear that is open to hear God. See, the challenge is sometimes when we pray, we pray and we only tell God what we need him to do. We only tell God, well, Lord, you know what I'm going through. I got this going on. I need a little more money. I need a job. This person on my job gets on my nerves. Oh, my goodness. Always challenging me. Just makes me upset. They don't even have to say nothing. When I see them, they do something to me. Yeah. I got some of those too. One guy on my job, he makes me pray all the time. <laughs> all the time. And, and so we have these individuals, we have God, I have sickness in my body. God, I just need you to do something, do something. But when are we gonna get to a place where we slow down and then we start to hear God? See, 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 everybody in here that's married, you didn't just spend 10 minutes with her or him. You didn't spend 10 to 15 minutes with them to try to get to know them. It was many movies. It was uh, the drive-in for some of y'all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was when shakes were the popular thing to get. Fries, burgers, and a shake. That was the time, and then you don't really want to go to the movies now. I feel sorry for these young people dating now. Mm. So you spent time with this individual to get to know them, and then you made a conscious decision, this is the person I want to spend the rest of my life with, and you built the relationship. So, so what I'm saying is, in order to truly build a relationship with God, you have to be in a place where you spend time with him and not only talking to him, but him talking back to you. God, what are you saying to me in my spirit? When we come to the house of God and we hear the word of the Lord, how is the word relevant to me? That takes time with us. That takes time that we have to surrender what we like to do. It's what we call sacrifice. Yeah, that's the word sacrifice. Man, I'm going a whole different way than I did in the uh, uh, first service. Because God, uh, every, every crowd is different. Every crowd is different. I preach by the Spirit. I don't have a script. But so, so what God is saying to us at this season and this moment in our lives, I need you to spend some more time with me. 
Because, yeah, you're in a wilderness experience, and yeah, you're going to be able to survive, but the only way you're going to be able to survive is you're going to have to hear from me in order to be able to sustain, to withstand the trials of this world. Now, remember here, he said that he was led there by the Spirit to be tempted. The Bible there, that word spirit, it's pneuma. Uh, that is the breath, the wind of God. So he was led into the spirit by the pneuma. The wind led him there. So now he's there in a place, and he's there to be tempted. As we see in Scripture, that it's the tempter, the spirit, and Jesus. As I said, it's a dry place. It's a desert place. It's a place. It's an alone place. It's where the chosen people go. We have the tempter, the spirit, and Jesus. Those are the only ones we see there in the wilderness. Now, see, I want us to understand that any time we are experiencing this wilderness, there has to be something within us that's going to help us to survive. You can't survive when you, you know, you text your friend and you say, I need somebody to pray with me, and they just can't be reached. Mm-hmm, hello. You know, it's when, it's when the church doors are closed and you can't get a hold of the pastor. What's within us that's going to help us to sustain? What helps, what is going to help us survive this desert season? And there's only one thing we can turn to. I don't have much in this world, but if I have Jesus, I have a whole lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And see, some of us, we depend on our resources. We depend on the abilities that we have. And there's nothing wrong with having resources, abilities, and all of these degrees. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you're in a crisis situation, your degree is not who you're turning to. You need to turn to Jesus, the Christ, and say, Christ, I need you right now, today. <laughs> Hallelujah. So Jesus here, the tempter, the first test that he goes through is he says, make these stones bread. Now, we have some situations there. There's a whole lot of problems with that because Jesus the Christ is the Christ. He's already the bread of life. So why do I have to prove myself to you, Satan? No, see, 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 that's what the enemy wants. Sometimes he puts us in a position where we question who we are, what we are, what God has called us to do. Mm-hmm. Do you know you have purpose? Do you know you have purpose? That's not a rhetorical question. You have to know within yourself that you have a purpose. So in the testing time, this, this dry season, there's only one thing and one response that he has. Jesus responds to him on this wise. He says, but he answered and said, it is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out the mouth of God. Now, let's understand, let's unpack the text a little bit. Now, we have to begin to see here that Jesus is using the word. He says why he says it is written. When you look over in the Old Covenant, Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 3, that is where the children of Israel were going through their wilderness experience. And so therefore, there was a word that was released to them. And the word was this right here, that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out the mouth of God. So we have Jesus the Christ here who is dealing and he's dealing with his wilderness. He went to the 
scriptures to try to understand how do I get through this? Mm-hmm. Do y'all see that in the text there? So, so now we have the living word mm-hmm, using the written word in order to survive his wilderness. Now, if we have all of these weapons, this is the weapon, the Christ, the great I am, this Jesus, the Christ. Man, I'm, I'm, I, I might get revved up in this one because uh, I feel something up in here. So, so we have the Christ here using the word. Now, why do we not use the word? If the Christ himself is in the middle of being tempted, why is he using the word and then we go through and we just cry and don't say anything? We don't crack a Bible. We don't crack an NIV, ESV, KJV. We don't crack... We don't crack anything. We just sit there and go through it and say, why, why, why? Help us today, Lord. Mm. So now we have to get into a position where we're keeping our mind on Jesus and open the word so the word can begin to minister to us. What is it that God has said to you in your private time? What is it that God has ministered to your heart and to your spirit in the midst of the furnace experience? We have to begin to understand something in the text. The text here is that alone place, but this is something that you just have to go through. In in the storm, you can speak to your storm. We see that Jesus got up spoke to the storm and said, peace be still. But, but not in the wilderness. You, you can't just speak to it and say, go away. No, no. You have to sit there and endure. Scripture teaches us that we have to endure hardness like a good soldier. Mm-hmm. Because in the midst of this, this is where we begin to see truly what we're made of. This begins to show whether we are truly rooted and grounded in God. Do we truly have a grip on God? Does God truly have a grip on us? Because when we go through it, are we going backwards? Are we going forward? Where are we going in the midst of the wilderness? The wilderness begins to teach us what we really have within us. Mm, mm, mm. And so now we have to learn how to live by every word that proceeded out the mouth of God. So now the enemy, that Bible says that he takes him and he sets him and shows him the holy city. Set him on the pinnacle of the temple. Now we have to begin to see here that he's dealing with Jesus in his mind. He's dealing with Jesus. He just says he takes him. That's a, a narrative to show us that the text moved. So he's not literally taking Jesus because he's the Christ. He can't move him. He ain't got the ability to make me do anything. So how's he going to make the Christ do anything? Lord, help us today. And so he tests tests him again. Now, I want us to understand that in the midst of this, we cannot think that because we use the word one time that the enemy is just going to stop. That, that, that shows in the text there that he becomes persistent. He's consistent to the fact that I want to detour you off of your relationship with God. I, I, I want you to begin to say that Jesus doesn't love us like we think he does. 
And if you understand the time that we live in, this is what they're really trying to do. They're trying to devalue Jesus to Christ. That's why people, yeah, 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 they have arguments whether he's black or he's white. Does it matter? It does not matter because if he's black, if he's white, if he's Korean, it does not matter. He still died for me. So if, if he can get us distracted by the things that are arguments that mean nothing, then he has us. I'm supposed to be telling you how to win in the wilderness, but God has changed the message and I ain't going to fight God. I, I just don't do that. We use the word in order to win. There, that's how I tell you that. Use the word. But see, now God has us in a place where he's purposing to strip some things off of us. See, see the wilderness is something that, as I said, it, it, you got to be rooted in it. Sorry, man. I know he's like, man, he done lost me now. I, don't, I gave you some scriptures. It's, it's all right. Just, just roll with me. <laughs> uh, this is how God works. I, I just follow the spirit. Is that all right? So God has us in a place where he's shaping us. Because now the dry season, God... Yes, Lord, I hear you. Because now I feel that some of us are in this season where everything has gone haywire. The five-year plan ain't working. The ten-year plan ain't working. You, you done worked some overtime and it's not working. Help us in here, God. You, you done picked up an extra job and it's still not working. So now you, we, we've tried all the things we know to do in, in the natural realm. We tried it. Can I borrow a little money? Well, let's see if the equity and all this stuff, let's go to the bank and try to see if they can refinance and help us out. Help us in here, God. Let, let, let's see if I can pick up some extra shifts. You already put in 12 hours. Well, let me see if I can get about 15. Because we got to get out of the rut that we're in. Lord, help me in here. What is it? You, you tried everything that you know. Let's go see if this doctor can help us. Let's go to Terre Haute. Let's go to Indianapolis and see if this doctor can do something for us. Let's, let's yeah, I feel it. See, I, I feel y'all. I'm moved by the spirit, y'all. Let's see if, if I can go to court and see if they will take child support and see if I can get a little more money. Because your plan was not to be a single mother. That was not the plan. But, but life has handed you some lemons. And you just don't want to make any lemonade. But I'm telling you today, it's your wilderness experience. And, and in your wilderness, you have to learn how to stick with God. Don't turn your back on God in the midst of God trying to propel you and move you past where you are. Hallelujah. I feel, I feel like preaching a little bit. See, Jesus knew who he was. He had his identity. Because he told the enemy, you can't tempt the Lord thy God. 
Beloved, you have to begin to know your identity in the midst of this wilderness. Who am I? What am I? God, what have you created me to be? You win in the wilderness when you stand on the word. When you understand where God has positioned you. He said there that you have to put on that whole armor. Put on the whole armor of God that you can withstand the wiles of the enemy. So, so what he says there, I like the Greek word there, wiles, because it's methodia. Methodia is where we get the English word method. Mm-hmm. So he says you put on the whole armor of God to withstand the method of the enemy. And the method of the enemy is to break down our mind. If we can break down our mind, if he can break down our mind, therefore we're not in perfect peace because scripture teaches us that he will keep us in perfect peace if the mind is stayed on him. So that's our responsibility. Our responsibility is that God keep me, keep my mind, but you have to keep your mind on him in the midst of the fire, in the midst of the wilderness. Keep your mind on Jesus. Woo! Lord have mercy. Almost, <laughs> Lord, yeah. Uh. yeah. Let the church say hallelujah. hallelujah. Let the church say hallelujah again. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord. Eh? Oh, Lord. Yeah. Woo. Thank you, Jesus. Y'all like, whoa, man, I don't know what's wrong with him. It's called the Holy Ghost. That same spirit that moved Jesus into the wilderness is the same spirit that you're starting to feel in this place right now. It's real, it's real, it's real. Let me calm down. I don't have my glasses on so I can't see what time it is. Lord have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. I've been through some things, beloved. And the only way I was able to stand is Jesus the Christ. Scripture gives us instructions and scripture says to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And, and the requirement there is for us to stand still. Now, how is it that we can stand still when we have some of the most horrific trials of our lives before us? Cancer, whatever it is, tumors, things that just alarm us, we have them. Wickedness in this world. You're saying people just, people break in houses for senseless things. These are the things that we deal with in our society. These are the things that we are challenged with each and every day. I tell, I tell it all the time, God, I thank you for the things that did not happen that could have happened. Don't we know the reason why that our house didn't get broken into was because of angels watching over us? Don't we understand that you, how the neighbor's house caught on fire, but somehow our house stayed just fine? That's because of the Christ we serve. Yes, 
We can't give up in the wilderness. Continue to stand on the word. Listen, all we have is this word. Heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will stand. They can lie and say we have false preachers. They can say we're false Christians, but the word proves itself all by itself because he's the word. Beloved, he's the written, he's the, he's the living word. And the living word left us this written word. And so I'm telling us today that if we learn how to stand, just to stand. Hey, well, you say, well, boy, preacher, I'm tired of standing. I've been standing a long time. Well, keep standing. When we get to a place where we just Understand the value of God. If he said that I will never leave you, nor will I forsake you. If he said that I'm always going to be with you, what else do we need? See, what we have to move past from, and I'm closing. In order to really understand God, we have to move from what we expect or how we expect God to fix it. Because that's what holds us hostage. What holds us hostage is the fact that God, you have to fix it this way. You have to make it make sense to me. When it makes sense to me, then I know you have fixed it. No, 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 no. That's not how it's worked. It, it doesn't work according to our intellect. It, it works according to our faith. Intellect doesn't move God. Faith moves God. When you have a mountain in your way, don't rack your mind trying to get around it. Speak to the mountain. Tell that mountain to be thou removed and go on in faith. Beloved, God bless you. May the Lord be with you. I love each and every one of you in Jesus' name. God bless you.